Hello, and welcome back to Finding Our Way, our Southridge Church member podcast designed to give you the inside scoop on life in our church. I'd like to introduce you to our family life pastor and today's host, Carrie Jones. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Finding Our Way. It's a Southridge member podcast. Today, I'm really thrilled to highlight um, a personal story in our community and really excited to introduce you all to Helen Garda. Helen, can you say hello to everyone who's listening today? Hello, everyone. Awesome. Okay, Helen, well, this is really fun to get to uh, get to share your personal story, specifically of how you and your family landed at Southridge. Before we get into that, I'm wondering if you can begin by telling us about yourself, you know, your family, uh, your husband, your kids, your background, where you grew up, how you came to faith, hobbies, anything of the sort. <laughs> yes, that's a loaded question. All right. <laughs> sure. Um, yes, I'll start off by saying that I'm so excited to be on this podcast and I'm very honored that you've asked me uh, to be part of it. So thank you for that. Hmm. And um, yeah, I guess first and foremost, um, I'm a wife to my husband, Mario, of almost 20 years. We have three children together, two girls. They are 19, 16, and our little boy who was five. Um, I'll start from the beginning, I guess. I was I was born in Toronto, grew up in St. Catharines, right here in uh, the heart of Niagara, graduated oh. from Sir Winston High School. Yeah. Um, so early on in my early, well, before I actually even turned 20, I had, um, I was very interested in fitness and nutrition. So I, I pursued that after high school and I became a fitness instructor slash personal trainer for almost oh. 20 years. Yeah. So I worked here in Niagara as well as in Edmonton, Alberta. Okay. I also um, have some background working in ministry. I worked as an administrative assistant as well as an ESL and multicultural ministry assistant. And I also helped uh, supervise the cafe slash catering department at our church. So (laughs) a bunch of different ministries there. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and I mean, we're going to get into your story a little bit uh, as we go on in the conversation, but um, has the faith journey been like newer to you or, or talk a little bit about that? Sure. Yes. So, um, okay. I grew up in a Greek Orthodox home and we attended church twice a year. So at the age of 20, I was invited by my best friend to her church on a Sunday morning. And I was so excited because I had never been asked to go to anyone else's church besides the church that I grew up knowing. So I went to to her church and I really enjoyed it. I couldn't wait to go back. I was just so excited about it. And sometime after that, I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And um, I haven't looked back since. So that was how it all went for me. Yep. Oh, that's cool. Um, Okay, well, we're going to get into you know, your recent journey, how you found your way to Southridge, but I just want to back up a, a little bit. Sure. Um, you know, one of the questions I love to ask in a conversation like this, given the fact that we are still very much, you know, living in a pandemic, um, even though obviously things are um, loosening up as far as restrictions and such go, what what has this past, you know, year and a half been like for you and specifically like what has been sustaining you and bringing you joy in a really hard season oh yeah it's been it's been a long time 
uh, journeying through this pandemic. Um, I think three things, uh, Netflix, homemade bread, and Jesus. Mm, Okay, talk about those three. (laughs) I have never watched more Netflix in my life. I actually didn't even really like sitting down to watch TV. And, you know, there wasn't much else to do. So I'm all kidding aside, of course, I don't watch Netflix all day long, but we have spent a lot of time watching shows and movies and it became just something that our family enjoyed doing together. So there are some pros to it. (laughs) And um, we did make a lot of homemade bread uh, in the beginning. I think a lot of families took on (laughs) their culinary skills during COVID And, um, and I, and definitely just Jesus being connected to, even though we weren't able to connect with our church family and my life group, um, you know, in person, we all stayed connected through zoom calls, FaceTime, we would, uh, you know, we're just in a WhatsApp group. So just sending each other encouraging quotes and Bible verses and things like that throughout the week really sustained me. Oh, that's cool. I love that. Mm-hmm. I can relate to your comment about bread. I personally didn't <laughs> learn to make bread, but I know that my oldest daughter, uh, during third lockdown, she yes. really um, perfected the art of making uh, sourdough bread. Yes, that's what we made. I love okay. it. Yeah, it's, yes. it, was, it was a real tree. Oh my goodness. It was a tree. Yeah. That's amazing. And and do you have, like, when you mentioned Netflix that you would watch as a family, was there a favorite movie or show that you discovered? <laughs> there, there are lots, a lot, lots of different movies and shows. <laughs> yeah. And we have a five-year-old, like I said, so um, lots of kids shows as well. So <laughs> we're all oh, over the map. Right. For sure. Yeah. Like many of us. Yeah. <laughs> well, Helen, one of the reasons that I really wanted to highlight your, your personal story um, is because, and I want you to talk more about this, but you just recently moved to Ontario. Yes. Um, so you mentioned that you grew up in Niagara mm-hmm. um, and then you were living in Edmonton for how long? Okay. So nine years. Um, in 2012, my husband accepted a job offer in Edmonton okay. and he head off to Alberta a few months before we arrived just to make sure, cause we were making a huge life change. <laughs> we had never lived anywhere else except for Niagara. So we wanted to make sure we were moving to the right place. And um, yeah, so he went out for, like I said, a few months before we did. And then we joined him in May of 2012. Okay. And then I think it was about August of 2020, we started talking about possibly moving back and what that would look like because mm-hmm. all our family and friends are here. And we always knew we'd be back one day, just okay. not sure when. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, just a few things had to fall into place. And yeah, we were, my husband had um, the option to, because he, he was working remotely just to move back and hmm. we decided to just jump in and do it. So we arrived back to Niagara late February of 2021. So this year. Okay. So earlier this year, you arrived back in Niagara. Hmm. Now, when did you get connected? So you first connected with Southridge through our online service, right? Yes. <laughs> okay, so talk to us about that experience, you know, when you started engaging with our online service, how you found us and what that was like. Okay. So this was so interesting. So we, we were, our church had closed down, um, due to COVID 
and okay. uh, remained closed for several months. So we were watching their online services, which was wonderful. And we were just so connected at our church. Like I mentioned, I was working at the church. Our mm. children volunteered at the church. My husband volunteered at the church. We were uh, connected with different life groups at our church. So we were very invested and it was a huge part of our lives. We had a beautiful family community there. So we thought, oh, well, I guess I thought I started to panic a little bit. Oh my goodness. What is it going to look like when we get back? Because we're going to lose our family. So right. I, I just started looking at um, different churches online. So my mm-hmm. husband and I both decided, you know what, let's just watch a bunch of different ones and see if, um, just which one speaks to us, I guess. I don't know how else to put it. It's, it's a it's yeah. kind of odd thing to do. So I think we watched about eight different churches. Okay. Um, yeah. So we'd watch our, our church, our home, our home church in Edmonton, and then we would watch different ones. So we just kept coming back to Southridge week after week. Um, we just loved everything about it. We enjoyed the worship. We loved the message. Um, the Sunday messages were incredible. And I would say there, there's a few things that really stuck out to us. So number one would be this, just the social awareness overall, um, just how Southridge really doesn't shy away from current and real life issues in the world. Yep. So that was, yeah, that was our biggest pull, I would say. And then, um, so I ended up connecting with Jessica Reimer because I really wanted to get connected with a life group. So this is going back August, 2020, and she connected me with a group. So I was able to meet people in the Southridge community without having been in Niagara. (laughs) So that was wonderful. So I started feeling, you know, like we were getting connected already. And then once we arrived Uh uh, in February, I think it was about... When, whenever church opened back up here in the summer, we came right away. <laughs> We're like, okay, so wow. we've enjoyed it online so much that we wanted to experience the Sunday service in person. And it's been wonderful ever since. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So you were a part of our online service for quite a while. We were, yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, and how has how's the move to Ontario been? You know, that's a pretty big move to make with, yeah. with family and such. Talk about that. Yeah, so we packed up and drove across country late February. Um, Thankfully, like, even in Alberta, we didn't, well, in Edmonton specifically, there wasn't that much snow. So that was totally a God thing. (laughs) Thanks for that, because I was so nervous about driving back. We, we took, it took us five days, five days and four nights to drive back. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was interesting. It was a beautiful drive. And when we first went out to Edmonton, we drove across country, but through the States, which is just a little bit more exciting. (laughs) Um, We weren't allowed because of COVID. So it was beautiful just to be able to visit Canada from, you know, through all those provinces. Okay. And so you've settled here in Niagara. Um, and how has the transition been from, you know, being a part of our service online to being in person? Like, has that been a smooth transition? Has that been what you expected? Has it been surprising? Um, hear that. No, yeah, no, not surprising. Everything seems pretty smooth. I mean, I'm sure it's been challenging probably behind the scenes, but, um, you know, just being a, a congregant on Sunday mornings has been, it's been a beautiful thing. We really enjoyed it. Oh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. 
And what have you most, um, you know, you mentioned that you, you checked out a lot of churches online mm-hmm. and you landed on Southridge and you, you really tracked with kind of our, our vision and our, our teaching and the church that we were inviting people or the, the kind of, you know, story that we were inviting people into. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what have you most, what, what was it about Southridge that tracked with you and Mario? And what have you most appreciated mm-hmm. about our church? There's, there's many things, but I'll, I'll try to condense it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. like I mentioned before, just the social awareness, that was a, a big piece of it. Um, that applies to, you know, specifically to Sunday services. Another uh, aspect of the church is um, like your anchor causes, especially Mm -hmm. the homeless shelter. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our family actually served at a homeless shelter called Hope Mission in Edmonton, where we would, we paired up actually with um, a grocery store that would donate their leftover food and it was like boxes at a time sometimes. And we, they just needed it to get to Hope Mission. So we offered to load it all up in our truck and we would drive it across the city every Saturday morning. And we did that for about five, five years or so. Okay. And it was just such a, oh, it was a special experience. It was just a blessing to our family just to be able mm-hmm. to help in that small way, but it was a huge way because they mm-hmm. now, you know, like they were receiving a lot of food. So that was wonderful. And, um, so that's one of the things. So our family actually just had our first, we just, uh, served the community last night. We had our first shift in the kitchen. <laughs> so that oh, was, here at Southridge. yeah, yeah, yeah. Here oh, at Southridge. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was really great. So our family really enjoyed that. We think it's just a, an amazing cause. And, um, you know what, another, another big aspect of the church that really, um, I guess just really fills our heart is the inclusive inclusivity. (laughs) Um, So particularly with the indigenous peoples, um, that one's really near and dear to our heart because um, my husband and I accepted the call to foster um, to the fostering world in 2016. Uh, It was a long process. It took about a year and a half of training and preparation before we could even be certified as a foster home. Um, but within that training, um, our eyes were just open to just how dire the need for reconciliation with the indigenous people really is. Um, In the training, we learned amazing things like I don't know if this is the same in Ontario, but I know in Alberta, statistically, 95% of the children in foster care are Indigenous. Okay. Uh, therefore, there's like families looking to foster and adopt are required to attend at least 40 hours of training mm. before you're even accepted kind of into the program. And what you're learning in there is... Um, some of the courses, sorry, include cultural traditions and ceremonial practices, as well as if like extensive background and what it means to be born and raised in an, an Indigenous family. Hmm. And a lot of this training was presented by the local elders of the Indigenous community. And um, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it was so beautiful. Honestly, our eyes were opened. I mean, we knew a little bit about it. We all learn about Indigenous communities in school, but it just doesn't do it justice. There's just so much more that needs to get out and people need to know about. Yeah. So the need to continue educating our communities is so crucial. And we just got a little glimpse of that. So Mm. having said all that, we got into fostering, not knowing exactly what we were getting into. And this was just a huge part of it. That was very eye opening and very life changing for us. 
Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you've appreciated our own journey that we're on as a church to become yeah. better relatives. Yes, definitely. We see that yeah. um, radiating throughout the church. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. Well, for you know, for someone who might be listening, who um, might be participating online but hasn't actually stepped foot into our building yet. You know, what encouragement would you have for someone who either is brand new to church or they're looking to engage with our community on a Sunday morning? Um, maybe talk about, talk to that person. What would you want to say to them? Oh, it, it's, I know this saying it sounds so simple and I understand everyone's just different. We all have different comfort levels, but I would just say really search inside yourself and stretch yourself, be open and willing just to step out, step out of that comfort zone (laughs) Um, and just make that first move because you have no idea what God has in store for you. Um, All he asks is to just put one foot in front of the other and um, he'll lead you, he'll guide you, he'll direct you. So I I just, a lot of like having worked in ministry, I've seen a lot of people who are, have been members of the church for years and years and years. And they were just so nervous to make that move to volunteer. Like they'll show up every Sunday and that's wonderful. But I just noticed that they weren't getting connected. And, uh, and a lot of the other staff members, we were noticing that too. And we thought like, what is the problem here? People have been attending this church for years and years, but it just, I think it just comes down to different personalities. They might feel like they really want to volunteer somewhere. They have that volunteer heart, but they're waiting for someone to ask them. They're asking for mm-hmm. someone to invite them in. So right. I would just say, try to step out of that comfort zone and just make the first move and um, yeah, just go for it. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think we've we've all really realized over the last year and a half just how important connection is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how much we we crave it, we need it, how healthy it is for us, um, emotionally, spiritually, physically, all, all of that. So, yeah. so absolutely. And then you know, for our church, for those of us who call Southridge home and and have been around for a while, mm-hmm. um, how can we? how can we make sure that our church, that we are extra welcoming to those who are, are joining us for the first time or checking yeah. things for the first time? Like what, what advice, what encouragement would you have for, for those of us who are in that category? Yeah, because I've been on that end too. And we've sat there in uh, meetings, you know, <laughs> racking our brains. What is it we can do to get more people involved? I know they're out there and they want to be involved. So some of the things is just really knowing or taking the time because you're never really going to know in a church of this size, you're not really going to know who is here for the first time. So maybe stick around on a Sunday. Don't just rush out the door and um, go up to people who look like they may be new. I don't know how you would know that, but sometimes you can tell. <laughs> and Just um, make sure you're available and willing and open to talk to somebody new. That's all it, that's all it really takes is just being willing and able and yeah, just make that time. I would say, right. Cause a lot of us kind of rush in and rush out and we expect other people just to know that we're new. So yeah, as a staff, I don't know what we could do aside maybe from <laughs> if it's your first time wear this bright orange sticker. So everyone can, <laughs> can make sure they say hi to you because you're new, but a lot of people wouldn't like that. <laughs> so <laughs> you don't want to stand out too much. Totally. That's amazing. 
Yeah. Um, well, Helen, this has been really great to hear your story. I know um, for those of, you, those of you who don't know, Helen actually has been volunteering in our family ministry department. And so we've just really loved the chance to get to know her and um, to get to know her family and to get to kind of know this story of how you really became a part of the Southridge community months before you ever stepped foot in the province, months before you ever stepped foot on our, like in our building, Um, you know, and I think that's just really, really neat the way that you reached out to Jessica Reimer to get, you know, involved in a a life group. Um, And so by the time you came here, you had a pretty good sense of who we are as a church. Yes. I, yeah, we all did (laughs) very much so. Um, Which is, is just a really great story. So Helen, we're definitely looking forward to getting to know uh, you and Mario and the kids even more in the years to come and uh, just love the way that, you know, our, our hearts and our paths have aligned. And as you've come back to Ontario, you've found Southridge to be um, a place that you can call home. Yeah, for sure. We're so blessed. So, honestly. We're so happy. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. Well, before we, we sign off, is there any just like final thoughts or encouragements or anything that you'd like to share okay I have I have a funny short little story (laughs) okay um oh my friend will appreciate this I I got a best friend out of this everyone whoever's listening so if you're shy and you're thinking I can't there's no way I could do this or whatever okay So when I first moved to Alberta, I was 35 years old. I had all the friends I could ever want here in Niagara. And I remember saying to God, I don't know why we're moving to Alberta, but we're, it was a calling and we felt led and we're like, we're going to do it. But I remember having this conversation and saying, I really don't need any more friends. So if you think there's anyone else better than my current friends, (laughs) then you show me. (laughs) So I remember going to a woman's brunch. I had only been attending our church there for maybe a few weeks and I can't even remember what the host was talking about. And she said, if there's anyone here who's feeling like um, they need to make connections in the church, but they just haven't yet, you've been coming for a while and you just haven't mm-hmm. connected, you can, um, I have the microphone and I'll pass it around and whoever wants to um, just introduce themselves, you never know, you can make a friend out of it. So it's just a, a room full of women having brunch. So I don't know what happened. I just got on a supernatural courage and I grabbed the microphone and I said, my name is Helen Garda. We just moved here and I am looking for new friends. So if anyone's willing to go out for a coffee with me, I like going for walks, just let me know. And I remember the whole room giggled. <laughs> they're just like, wow, okay, that was pretty forward. <laughs> so um, I think it was about three days later, I ended up seeing one of these girls named Carolyn. And she said, you know, that was really brave. That, I, that was very courageous of you to do that. And I've been wanting to approach you for a while. She had seen me at our kids' school and things like that. And I haven't, but I am now. Anyways, we went out for our first walk and we've been like best friends now for almost 10 years. So <laughs> That's so good. I love that. I love that. So, so yeah. now that you're here in Ontario and now that you're here at Southridge, does that offer still stand? Yes, yes, of course. If anyone is, then yes, I'm open to more friends. And I have to say, like, even though I went into Edmonton thinking, oh, I don't need any more friends, I, I just 
God just does such amazing things in your life if you're just open to it. And um, that's just it. I would just, my last piece of advice would be pray, ask God to direct you which area of the church you should be involved in or which life group maybe to attend. And I promise he won't let you down. (laughs) Oh, that's beautiful. Well, thanks, Helen. Again, it's been so great to hear your story. And I'm just so grateful for the ways that um, our hearts and our paths have aligned. And uh, hopefully for all who have listened today, you've been encouraged to hear Helen's story as well. And just to see what God is up to and some of the really, this is just one of many stories um, that has come out of our online service, which is um, something really, really cool. So that's all for now. Thanks everyone. We will continue to find our way together and we will see you next time. Okay, take care.